Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the Amem Torah Podcast. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kiseitze. So for most of the Parsha, we discuss the different halachos of wartime. But as we get to the end of the Parsha, we touch on different topics, which are not necessarily day-to-day topics, but are more life events, that throughout a person's life they come across these halachos. And one of the topics is the halachos of marriage and divorce. And the Pasuk by divorce probably has one of the most famous rabbinic discussions uh, contained within it. Let's get right into it. The Pasuk says, this is in Perak Havdalet Pasuk Aleph, the Pasuk says, Ki ubala, So when a man will get married, lo It will be if she does not find favor in his eyes. And what would be the reason why? Ki because he finds something, erva is something immoral. So he finds something immoral uh, about her. And the Pasuk continues that he's allowed to divorce her. In the last Mishnah in Mesechus Gitin, the Tanaim over there discuss what exactly is an Ervas Dover. What is this immoral reason for which the Torah allows you to divorce your wife? So Beis Hillel says the reason is because she burnt her husband's food. If she burns her husband's food, that's a good enough reason that they can get divorced. Rabbi Kiva says, no. I, that's not the reason. I have something else in mind. If he finds someone more beautiful than her, then he's justified in divorcing her. Now, this is obviously a very weird Mishnah. You know, I'm going to use that word weird. This is a very weird Mishnah. I mean, first of all, burning food and outer beauty are reasons to get divorced. Those aren't reasons to get divorced. And furthermore, the Pasuk says that you find ervastavar, you find something immoral about her. These are examples of immorality burning food? That's immoral? What's the machlokas over here? What, what are we even discussing over here? What, what's going on? So Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky, in his Sefer Emes Liyakov on Chumash, explains that the Torah is teaching us about the concept of marriage here. True, burning food is a terrible reason to end a marriage. But when we see something over here, we see over here something very profound about relationships. Says Rav Yaakov, the Torah is telling us that every man and woman must look at their spouse as if they are the wisest, the most beautiful, the most wonderful person in the world. And yes, there's always going to be certain traits about your spouse that you're not going to enjoy, you're not going to appreciate, but that at the end of the day, that shouldn't take away from your overall image of your spouse. At the end of the day, you have to put your spouse on a pedestal and say, this is the most wonderful person that I could know. But if your relationship arrives at the point where burning food is equated with immoral activity, where even after everything that you and your spouse have gone through, you're still tempted by the outer beauty of someone else, the Torah is telling you at this point, it's obvious that this relationship is not going to last and you're allowed to get divorced. So it's not about the fact that she burnt his food that he's allowed to divorce her. It's what his reaction to the burning, the fact that he thinks that this is something immoral, shows that their relationship has degraded to the point where it cannot recover to the Torah standards. Now, this is obviously not a very easy stage to get to. I mean, marriage is already hard enough that you're taking two people and putting them together, that now they have to raise their opinions of each other to where they're both placing each other on pedestals. But at the end of the day, marriage itself goes against the very laws of nature. Probably the most famous statement on marriage 
in Chazal is found at the beginning of Masecha Sota. You hear this, you hear this line everywhere. Everyone always says this at every engagement party, every Shavar Brachos. This is the line. The Kushin Lezapgan Kakriyas Yamsuf. The Gemara is explaining over there that Hashem is the one who ultimately puts two people together in a marriage. And the Gemara says, the Kushin Lezapgan Kakriyas Yamsuf. It is hard for Hashem to make these couples, to make those Shiduchim, like the splitting of the Red Sea. So Rashi explains that just like Hashem had to change nature, he had to change the creation of the world by splitting the sea, so too, when you pair a couple together, that's also a change of nature. But Rav Yaakov asks a very simple question. The Gemara says that it was difficult for Hashem to split the sea. Was it really difficult for Hashem to split the sea? Try lifting your finger right now. Your fingers, your hands on the table, try lifting a finger. As easy as that was for you, it was an infinite, infinite times more easier for Hashem to split the sea. It wasn't difficult for him. Why does the Gemara say it was difficult? And if splitting the sea wasn't difficult, neither is making Shiduchim. What does the Gemara mean when it says that it was di- it's difficult for Hashem to make Shiduchim? So Rabbi Yaakov explains like this. He says, the way that Hashem created the world during the six, seven days of creation was total perfection. The way that the world runs on a day-to-day basis is the best way, the most perfect way, for this world to work. So if Hashem would have to change that, if He has to change nature, if He has to change the way the world works, He is now downgrading the world from perfection to something less than perfection. That is difficult for Hashem. Not physically difficult, but I would say intellectually difficult for Hashem to make something less than perfect. Now, splitting the sea, it's being done for a greater purpose. He's getting B'nai Israel from one side to the other. He's performing an amazing miracle so that they should have a Muna. He's having the Egyptians drown in the middle. It's, it's an amazing idea, Kriyas Yamsuf. It was an amazing time. But it was difficult for him because he had to change the world from perfection to something less than perfection. The sea wasn't supposed to be split. It was supposed to remain whole. By splitting it, the world is no longer perfect. And it's the same way with marriage. Man was created alone. Adam Rishon was created alone. So meaning by nature, he was supposed to remain alone. However, for our good, and uh, it's not our topic now, but there's a whole discussion why Hashem created Chava later and didn't create her at the beginning of time. But for our own good, Hashem at that point with Adam and Chava, and continuously through time, including nowadays, has changed constantly, changed the nature of the world, and put people together in marriage. But this is, quote-unquote, difficult for Hashem, because since man was created alone, Hashem is changing the nature of the world. Hashem is changing the nature of the world by putting people together. So what do we see? The Pasuk tells us that you should divorce your wife if you find ervas davar, if there's something immoral about her. So the Mishnah explains to us that it's not about, obviously, real immorality is a reason to get divorced. But the Mishnah tells us the Pasuk's not just discussing immoral ideas. It's discussing your relationship. If your relationship gets to the point where something so silly as burning food comes in the way of you seeing your spouse as the most wonderful person in the world, 
that's a reason to get divorced. That's a terrible thing. Now, this is a very difficult level to get to. In fact, you may even have to go against the laws of nature because for two totally different people to come together and look at each other as amazing people is a difficult thing. But, you know, but Hashem himself constantly goes against the laws of nature to bring people together. And just like Hashem is willing to, quote-unquote, be mevater, he's willing to, to give up on his perfection of the world, so too we should be willing to work hard and change our nature and make our relationships work. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed that. Please uh, check out the blog, oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com. Yes, the blog is called Ancient Ideas for the Modern Mind, but the URL is oldideasforthemodernmind. Uh, please email me with all your questions and comments, amemtorah, that's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H, at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out the website, hashkafahandbook.com, which is where this uh, podcast is hosted and can be downloaded. And you can also find more information there about the blog and about my book, Reality Check. And you can also download us on iTunes. Thank you very much again for listening, and have a great Shabbos.